0: This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a nonprofit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lopiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit EshelPublications.com. Thank you, Molly. Good evening, everyone, and a good Hussain It's our honor this evening to have as our speaker Rabbi Aaron Lopiansky, who is a Rosh Yeshiva of the Yeshiva of Greater Washington. Rav Lopiansky learned and received smicha in Mir Yisholayim and continues the Mesorah of his Rabbeim, Rav Chaim Shomovitz, Zatzal, and Rav Nachum Paratovitz, Zatzal. Rav Lopiansky taught at Asia Torah and then taught at the Mir before assuming his current position Rosh of Russia uh, Shiva of Greater Washington. Uh, Rav Lopiansky is a prolific author, and it's now my great covet to ask Rav Lopiansky to speak to us. Thank wow. you. Good evening, gmar uh, Simatova I'll apologize if the quality won't always be great. the Shiva um, has moved to um, a, a location about uh, an hour away if because of the COVID situation so that we can have a normal we can all be together in a bubble so to speak and you know function normally. The, uh, it's wonderful for the learning, but the uh, the uh, Wi-Fi lines, the the service is not always great. I'll, I will try my best to speak loudly, and I hope the uh, the lines will cooperate. Pesar Hashem. Uh, I also would like to uh, to the for inviting me. Uh, I'd like to apologize to Mrs. Resnick. I am not a Yeki, so many of her emails would sit around until the second, or third time. When she would ask me to please respond, um, maybe at uh, some other Gilgal, but at this Gilgal, I'm, I'm not a yekki, so I, I apologize for all the times that you may have had some Agnes okay. Um I would like to, uh, so the topic we spoke, we chose to speak about was Simcha. And the reason for it is, it's um always a Shan keep are serious times, and for people who are serious about their voter Hashem, there are things that weigh on your conscience, there are things that weigh on your mind, and it's a, it's a it's a proof of the year that tends to produce somewhat of angst, anxiety, and so on. This year has been a rough year for everybody. God forbid people that we know have passed uh, untimely. Um, What the future bodes, no one knows. Um, Economics. And when things settle down, what will it mean? Um, Nobody can know at this time. Um, And and it's really a lot of uncertainty. A a lot of um, oomph has gone out of people. And coming on to Rosh Hashanah and Kippur and us having to make the connection that our various and our shortcomings have created possibly some of those issues, whether or not exactly we think of it that way. But it's hard not to come into these days um, with a heavy heart. And, and a feeling last year, Rosh Hashanah Kippur, we stood and we dove in for what we thought would be a wonderful year and the bottom fell out. So what's the attitude? And is there a makkam for Simcha in these days at all, and um, in general, Roshan and and this year? A second half to this, um, there is something that everybody sort of gives lip service to, that Simcha is wonderful. But sometimes we see some of the people, and I won't mention specifics, but there's some of these bands of people jumping around on trucks, singing and dancing without, it seems almost no, it it just, it it seems silly on thinking just, is that simcha? Does simcha mean that a person should deny reality? Person should deny problems? The idea that you know what you can't do anything about it, so drink a lechem and dance a little jig—it seems so counter to what Sura's Adam is. So where does Simcha come in? Um, how can a person who's thinking um, relate to Simcha in a in a meaningful way that doesn't insult intelligence? and doesn't seem to be to us almost a sacrilege when when so much uh, difficulty is happening all around. So I'd like to start first with the question we put down. And the question was, is there an obligation of simcha connected to these days specifically? And the answer to that is a resounding yes. It doesn't need a drasha. It's mefurish. The sefer in which it appears is the possibly oldest classic on tshuva. And that sefer is called Rabbeinu Yona of Geroni. He wrote a sefer called Shari tshuva, which is the most fundamental outline of the tshuva process and i will read inside two or three lines about um, the the uh, uh, uh young erv young kipper it's in shar dalad perikhes kolakove asudeb er young kippurim ki stavelis anos chiva siribus anabhem a person who eats a suded erv young kipper is as if he was commanded to fast both on Arab Yom Kippur and Yom Kippur, and indeed fasted. That is a quote from a Gemara, doesn't need Rabbein he's quoting a Gemara, but he adds something to it. He says, mm-hmm. He demonstrated the happiness that he has when a time for kapura has come, it will be testimony how much he cared about his sins, Vigonosov Lavonosov, and how stressed out he was about his Averis. So Yonah says that the Sunnah that we eat which is a raisa, it's a mitzvah is an expression of simcha that's needed for this day and he explains it because when you show your simcha it is an Ada testimony about how difficult the, the 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 your your sense of avarice was secondly he says that's one reason secondly we have other days of Simcha because the Torah praises Simcha and says, Tachas because, it says that the reason why all the terrible punishments of the Torah come is because we were not, we didn't serve our Baruch Hu out of Simcha. We need to be suda So Rabbi here gives two closely allied reasons as to why we have this this suda. One, he says, specific simcha for the averis that are being forgiven, and two, because all mitzvahs there is an inyan eshbi simcha. So I would like to sort of point out something. Rev. Huttner points this out and uh, something that begs a, a question. It's true. It says in the Pasuk that the reason we were punished so severely in the tochacha is because we didn't do mitzvahs with the appropriate measure of joy, of simcha. So, and the Rambam says that all mitzvahs, the Rambam says hasimcha basias ha-mitzvah and avos Hashem, avodah That the simcha of doing a mitzvah, any simcha that's imbued in a mitzvah, is a very important part of avodos Hashem. So we have 612 mitzvahs or 11 mitzvahs, that we're obligated to imbue them with simcha. But simcha doesn't become part of the mitzvah specifically. It's a general um, mitzvah. It's a general attitude for all mitzvahs. And here on tshuva, we have a special mitzvah that we should have simcha associated with the tshuva specifically. It's its, its own mitzvah. It, it, we could have, we, it could have been part of the general mitzvah, like a person puts on talis in the morning, tefillin, a person gives charity. We're, we're, the Ramam says all mitzvahs are to be done with simcha, and it's, the Ramam says um, a simcha when doing a mitzvah is a voda it's very important. So why over here are we specifically enjoined to, uh, uh, its own mitzvah? Its, 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 it's something which is a separate mitzvah of Simcha, specifically tagged on to Yom Kippur. That's what I would like to discuss. And the uh, <coughs> So I, I would like to first um, discuss a, a, two terms that are um, unfortunately um, it, it confused, mixed up, and, and people, people use the term um, l- l- too loosely, um, interchange them. And those two are atzvus and mirirus. When somebody is sad, somebody is down, somebody is depressed, is that good or is that bad? So there's a problem here that we're confusing two things that look alike, somewhat alike, sound alike, and they're coming from two extremely different roots and a is the Shama. The one who talks about this quite at length is the Tanya in the first Helech in Peret at Aleph. I'll not go through it. He he speaks about it in a language that is uniquely his. But the point that he makes is actually the full description of this. When a person is faced with a difficult situation, with a setback, with something that is confronting him, uh, a, a, an enemy, um, some sort of difficult situation, and so on. There are... A person reacts, and, 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 and it, it, a difficult reaction shows on a person. One reaction is a fight back reaction, where a person hunkers down and he decides, I'll grit my teeth and and push through. That is one type of instinct. The harder and the harsher the conditions are, I will be more determined to, to fight. I, um, I will feel much more under pressure to fight. So when a person is faced with a very difficult and um, challenging situation, so it hurts more and more as there's more and more pressure. And one type of reaction, which we'll call the fight instinct, um, the person will... Um, will will take the bitterness, and and it will push him to do things that are uh, unbelievable. That general feeling, we, we he calls merirus. In other words, bitterness is a sense of a situation. And the more oh, the more difficult it is, the more the person may decide to push on. Take a look at balls and all the other things. Will yeah. him. It will motivate him to push. On the other hand, another person or same person in a different situation will fold up and just not be able to. The person will not have the oomph um, because he's. I put these for him. I'm saying that box I put for him. This guy always says it. any hope for him? the person doesn't feel that there's any hope for him, and therefore the person is not. <laughs> That is called <laughs> depression, and it is a feeling to death. In other words, um, the, the person just feels, I'm, 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 I'm apathetic. That's a second type of reaction to things that are difficult, very difficult, or best said, too difficult. So we have two reactions that are common to a difficult situation that, that have made things um, very, very um, bitter for you. One is to push back and one is to give up and shrivel up. At first glance, a person—you know—you look at them, and everyone is tough, and and kind of—you know—it's it's hard to see the difference between the two. But you begin to see the reaction as it goes on, and then you see what happens from it. Those are two very deep um, human um, responses both of them come from a a negative experience but they produce two very different results so if we're asking ourselves which is a is marirus a good a a good uh, um, emotion the answer is of course Um, A person who does not feel marirous is living in a fool's paradise and doesn't do anything. Just like a person who's not well and he decides to go to, uh, he decides he's not going to do anything about it. The person will never get better. On the other hand, the person who's giving up Is not going any place. So a person is confronted by the avarice he did. A person is confronted sometimes by the consequence of his avarice, like we spoke about what this year might mean to some people. And again, whether I'm not, I don't believe anybody should tell other people what their avarice are and should blame anything, anybody. But everyone himself could feel that, you know, HaKadosh Baruch Hu has really, really um, not shown us favor this year. So what's our reaction? So I would like to um, use the following process. The Kuzari in um, Helek Beis, um, uh, part nun, part 50, um, there's a whole there's a whole dialogue between the king of the kuzars, who is the interlocutor, with the chaver, who's the rabbi, and it, 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 there's the whole long trend of discussion about is there any role for uh, happiness, um, joy, etc. in avodas Hashem. The, the king, the Gaiusha king doesn't feel so and uh, the, the Chavah sets him straight and it, the Chavah tells him there are three motions that avodas Hashem is based on fear, love, and joy each and every one will bring you close to Hashem and then he says Simcha no less than the other ones, but he adds an, a very important caveat. He says, your contriteness and humbleness on a fast day do not bring you closer to God than Simchan Shabbos and Yantiv. But he adds a condition in Simchascha Zubo Mitoch machshava Vikavana. The Simcha has to be the result of a thought process. It has to be the result of thinking. The type of Simcha where somebody says, oh, they preached that a person should just drink Lachayim, dance around, and forget all the sorrows and pains. That is called jumping off a cliff with your eyes closed. That's not thinking. That's not some kinds of thinking. So what is simple kinds of thinking? What are the 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 um what's a, the thought process that can generate something that's real? So I want to bring two thoughts, um again based a bit on sources that I think would be very helpful. The Gemara Chagiga speaks about um, a, a, a phrase in the Pasik called Mu'uvas lo Yochal litko, when a person has done a wrong, distorted something in a way that can't be fixed. And the Gemara talks about what is it. And then the Gemara brings to Rabshim and Be'echoi the following phrase. Omer Bakru Gamal Bakru Bakrutle No one has told a Cohen to check a camel or a a chaza to see if it does not have any mumim if it doesn't have any blemishes because They're worthless. There's no point in a gummel to check to see if he has blemishes. You can't bring him as a carb no matter what. Where do you say Bikru? When you have a sheep, a lamb, then you check and criticize and so on. I sometimes tell, tell me them in school, Sometimes they'll complain about a grade or whatever. Not not uh, my term older, but the high school boys a lot. And I tell them, let me ask you something. You know the type of kid that no matter how poorly he does on a test, you put a hand on his shoulder and say, Tatala, it's got, it's fine, it's wonderful." Do you want to be that kid? Do you want to be the kid that no matter what you do? Tatale, it's wonderful. You, you know what that means. That means that there's no hope for that kid and, and there's no expectation. So, Reb Shem Yechoyah says, No one has ever said, Could you check this camel to see if there are any blemishes on it? A camel is trafe. So, what's the point of a blemish more, a blemish less? A Kareesh Baruchu checks people because he has expectations of them. So the very fact that we're held in account for what we're doing, the very fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is summoning us up, and he, is, um, and he is demanding something of us, means that he has expectations of us. That's a compliment. If HaKadosh Baruch Hu is telling me that in a few days I need to stand in front of him and explain myself, that means that I count for something. And I'm worth something. So yes, um, it, it, my, my record is not great. And I have a lot to be embarrassed with. But the very fact that I'm being called to task and being prompted to change or to do something, that itself is, is, is a badge of, of, of honor. Lopian was one of the big balimusser he passed away in 1970. He was a, mashker, a big a, a seminal figure in the later Muslim movement. And he writes that when he was a young boy, he once broke a glass in the house. And his mother smacked him. And he felt kind of very not good. A, a, a day later, a chicken popped into the house and danced on the table, and also broke a glass. And his mother took the chicken, brushed it off, and let it go free. And he had tinyness, like, how come um, I get smacked for it and the chicken gets away with it? Until a few weeks later, when they shafted the chicken and put him in the chicken soup, he realized why there's a difference between him and the chicken. That's how he writes a memory of his. But at any rate. The Rishonim memory that a person is first and foremost. Um, Any time we come to a person with an expectation and a criticism, if, if so, if a, if a Kaddish Baruch Hu criticizes me, it means that he feels I could be better and could do better. That I think is the first thought process that will. Um, that, that will give us a different perspective on standing up Ladin, and being held accountable. There's a second point, And this is in Rabbeinu Yonah, also a little bit later on. He brings the following point. Um, it says, David HaMelech, when he ran away from Afshalom, his son, said a Mizmer, he said a Tehillim, that's a song. And it's something that Chazal are very busy with. Why would a person sing a song when, when, when your own child has revolted against you, and this is a punishment for your wrongdoing? So Chazal say as follows. Simchal atzadik asos mishpat. Atzadik is happy when he's received punishment. And it explains Marshall. It's a Marshall balabias that had a sharecropper. And the sharecropper owed him money. He, he amassed some money, the sharecropper. And the, the owner counted up what he amassed and took it from him. And he left there, nothing was left. He went into his house, and he was happy. So the, the, his family members, his friends, told him, you came with nothing empty handed, and you're happy? He said, "I but I at least have paid off my debts. My debts have been paid off. So let's uh, talk about this. And um, l- let's, again, use a marshal that is unfortunately um, too common. When we visit people in a hospital, there are people with the same illness and yet two very different wings in the hospital. There's one wing where the people there are not. There's no poking, no prodding, no painful treatments. What would you like? Could we make you more comfortable? Don't worry. And all is pleasantness and and soft. And, and, you know, the other wing of that same um, unit, people are being tortured with very, very difficult treatments. And you ask yourself, what's the difference? And the answer is, where there's hope that a person lives we do whatever we can no matter how difficult but if there is no hope then we just make the person as comfortable as we can so the difficulty that the person experiences has for is a sign that there's hope, that, 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 that something actually is happening to the person that, that will make him better and will make him good. This is the pshat in this medrash. A tzaddik understands the difficulty of the punishment. He's not oblivious to it. But he also understands that a Barhu is not a sadist. Kodesh Baruch Hu does not punish out of vengeance. A Kodesh Baruch Hu does not punish out of um, some sort of abstract sense of justice. A Kodesh Baruch Hu is only there to be massacring the world, to fix the world, to, to, to bring things back to where they should be. So wherever there were difficulties, and harsh difficulties, it means that there is something positive happening. A tikkun, the person's the, the person is being cleansed of something, and the person is being changed for the good, and that means there's hope for the end that the person be good, people. Who are uh, if 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 Kaddish Baruch leaves something alone. It, it says that the Sa'olam just lets them go because you know la videm, You know, fine, let them. I mean, why cause people to suffer needlessly? Kaddish Baruch was not out to cause needless suffering. So if there's no real hope, then you know, then then there's no point to it. So let's sum up the points we've made. And we'll add one more point and And with that, I think we'll, we'll, we'll understand it. Simcha on difficult things, whether the difficulty is in a person's own understanding of how wrong and how much bad he's done, um, that's one um, hard area. and people who've gone through difficult times and are gone through difficult times, those are two areas where it's so hard to be Simcha. And yet, of all the mitzvahs that the Torah integrated a special mitzvah of simcha, into it is Yom Kippur, which includes both a day of reckoning with your averis, and a day of um, suffering, titheness, and all the other things. The, because, and this is what Rebellion starts with the real understanding of our attitude towards our various lies in the simple we express. And that's the third point I want to make. The third point is simcha is a measurement of how important it is, how important something is for me. A boy once asked me, is it, you know, is it a good chinuch to encourage a child when he makes a sim or something along those lines? I said, of course it's good chinuch. But your child will very clearly perceive how high you jump up when your favorite team wins, and when you tell them you finished Baba Kama. If when your child tells you, you finished Baba Kama, you pat him on his back and you say, nice going, kid. But when your team wins the, the World Series, the championship, you, you push, can't be stopped. The child measures the different symptoms and knows the difference. How important was it for me to get rid of virus and to be clean against in front of Akadosh Baruch to be the person I'm supposed to be, to be a, a neshama that's a Kai. The measure of that is how happy I am on Yom Kippur, Arab Yom Kippur, and Matsy Yom Kippur. Motsi Yom Kippur is not a, a beraisa, but I think it very much expresses this point. So Yom Kippur, it is vital that we understand the, um, that, that, that we integrate simcha in it not a simcha that's mindless, something that makes Yom Kippur to something frivolous, chas v'shalom, but something that brings out the depth of what is my attitude towards confronting and wrestling with Akadosh Baruch criticism on my shortcomings. Number one is, if I am being called to task and held accountable it means that i have the potential to do it to have done it and to do it so the first thing is it's like when ben Yochoyah says ein omrim bakru bakrut only holds accountable people that are worthy of that so that itself is a tremendous chizik to us, that we're expected to stand in from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and he says, I expected more from you. A, a bus of a dumb, a human being who says, I expected more from you, is telling me he made a mistake. HaKadosh Baruch Hu made no mistakes. And when he said, I expected more from you, it means I still expect more from you. That's one. Second um, f- contemplation for Simcha is the difficulties, the suffering, etc is something that has changed me, made me a better person. Mystically, emotionally, people are contrite, people are less arrogant, people feel different. And anyone who is honest with himself knows that the difficult times in life have changed him um, for the better. That's a second reason for simcha, like it says in in, in that medrash. He paid off his debt. I got rid of a problem with this. Third of all, the Simcha of Yom Kippur tells us what's important to us. It's not the world of mitzvahs and averis are not just a a, a sort of a price we pay for Hashem in the world. We've got to take care of Ms. averis. This is what we live for. A person lives to spend 120 years in this world and come out a better person, a bigger person, and so on. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, um, he, he, every year, moves him forward through the process of chuva and the process of tzanef, if that was needed, and so on. If a person really appreciates and values that, then the person expresses his simcha, and that's what Rabbi says. The ultimate in showing how valuable a cleanliness to you is, and Kapara is, ki hera far more than how much crying we do in, 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 in the Alchet, how happy we are that the Kippur has come, and we finally can get rid of the stuff we've been schlepping around for way too long, and and become different people. That will be testimony on how much he cares about about his averis, And how size of averis. So, Bez Hashem. These these are this is we're coming now to the yom yom Kippurim in a year that's so unusual in a year that's made everyone sit and think a lot and carry all sorts of difficulties, everyone knows of people, everyone's got their own things, Um, and understand that what the Balatanya calls Mirirus is a positive force. To think about the things that are difficult, the struggles we need to do, that energizes a person to struggle and do. Atzvuz, giving up, becoming depressed, are negative, they're akin to death. Simcha, thoughtful simcha. Is something that 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 brings out the best in the Marias and, and the difficulties we have and the issues we need to confront become catalysts for pushing us forward and, and making us into the people that Hashem knows we can be and Hashem expects of us. Bez Hashem, we should all have Marsi Matoiva, good here and everything that's good. And next year should be Mr. Hashem, all Simcha.